Season 4, Episode 1 of the Bridgeport Zone Podcast. I'm Carlos Ortega. We got a lot to talk about. Why is Anita Martinez continually feuding with Maria Pereira? That and the election primary results right after the one and only Mr. Billy Doggett. surprising and the thing I take out of it is that a indicted felon will not retain his seat if you didn't see the results if you've been in another planet if you're on a drunken stupor you didn't read your newspaper either getting the paper in physical form or reading it online Dennis Bradley will not go to the state of not the state of Hartford the city of Hartford, the capital. And why is that? Well, he lost to Heron Gaston. Heron Gaston won by 52% of the vote. They got into a very nasty campaign. Saw an article in the Connecticut Post today that they're trying to move past this. That's nice to say, but there are still ill feelings. Just my opinion. I don't know if it is. Dennis Bradley will not be going to Hartford. That's the bottom line. And the reason why he's not going to Hartford, mainly, as I said just a moment ago, he's an indicted felon. You know, you don't send back people to Hartford. You're an indicted felon. I'm sorry. You got 48% of the vote. That's nice. But you get nothing. You're not getting nothing in return. You're not getting anything back from being an indicted felon. You could have had the biggest plans in the world for the city of Bridgeport, town of Stratford, but facts are this. You're not going to Hartford. You're lost. We are now, you know, turning our, our faces and looking up into the sky and saying, what have we got ourselves into? This is a mayor insider. Knows Joe Gannum. He won. He was a party-endorsed candidate, and now he's going to Hartford if he wins in November. That's not going to be an easy chore for him anyway. It's an election. Republicans have a candidate. I don't know who that candidate is. I'm sorry. 
I really do. I do not know who the candidate is. My bad. But here's the thing. If whoever, and I mean whoever, gets elected to go to Hartford and represents us and Stratford, they better do two things. A, get money in the Bridgeport. You know, have a majestic theater here that has been sitting collecting dust again because we get promises from companies and so forth. Hey, I could rebuild this theater. I can make it into the greatest thing ever. Waterbury Palace Theater gets money from the state and we have to depend on politicians to get us money for every little thing that we need. I mean, come on. So that's one thing I want whoever, and I mean whoever gets elected to public office. That includes Marcus Brown Harrigan, who won by five votes over Jack Hennessy. Congratulations to him. I met Jack Hennessy. He's a nice guy. Disappointed that he lost. But Marcus Brown Harrigan is going to go on to the election in November. But here's what I'm telling all the candidates who won, primaries and so forth. Don't leave us in the lurch. Don't leave us out there holding out our hands and saying, hey, where's our money? Why do we have to call construction companies and so forth to get money so we can rebuild a majestic theater, which could have been rebuilt years ago if you guys happened to be a cheerleader for Bridgeport instead of an ass kisser for Bridgeport? That's what politicians do. They be a cheerleader for Bridgeport. We don't see many cheerleaders in Bridgeport. We see ass kissers in Bridgeport. They go to Hartford. They say what they want to say. Two, four years. And then they say, hey, as I've said it many times, I need your vote. Well, here it is. We're two, four years later again. And the thing still, they have to get our vote. I don't want that anymore. I want people to understand this and this only if you win you better bring something back and yeah i said cash so we can have the majestic theater built it's been closed down and partially renovated in the front but that needs money we need things like that in our cities there are plays in new haven there are plays in hartford they have schubert theater the bushnell the no palace theater in waterbury there's a Palace Theater in Stanford. You know, I go by the Bijou Theater, and the Cabaret Theater does great things there, too. But if you want a main theater that could bring plays so we don't have to go out to New York and go to Broadway, that would be a plus. But we don't see that. What we see politicians do is say, hey, okay, I don't know what goes on in the wonderful world of Hartford, Connecticut politics. But as an outsider looking in, I don't see anybody saying, where's ours? Let me change that for a second. Maria Pereira, about a couple of weeks ago, maybe a little less than a month ago, wanted to see Dennis Bradley win. And I found that to be unusual. She wanted Dennis Bradley to win for her own selfish reasons because Dennis Bradley may go to jail. Now, Dennis Bradley does have an innocent or guilty in front of a jury of his peers. That's his right. He has bail, has lawyers, and that's the way it's going to be. That is how it should be. But for anybody who, for their own selfish reasons, would want him to win so she can get Julie Mar Ortiz on the ballot, 
That, to me, is a selfish thing to do. Because either way, Heron Gaston, Dennis Bradley, pick your poison as far as who you think should be the represent us, represent the town of Stratford, represent all of us. And to me, that was just not only selfish, but, you know, not set right in their ways because you need to have the best candidate out there. Whether you like Heron Gaston or not, whether you like Dennis Bradley or not, whoever, you need to have the best candidate out there because the best candidate needs to win. Best candidate doesn't always win. Dennis Bradley lost because he's an indicted felon and he needs to now realize that he never should have gotten into the race. Never should have gotten into the race. He did. That's his prerogative. That's how he wanted to do it. And the only thing that he can do is now sit on the sidelines and maybe, probably, root for Heron Gaston. I do remember that day at Barnum Festival Parade where Dennis Bradley said, and I quote, That's a real mayor, said that uh, Mark Loretti. The Shelton mayor. A real mayor. Aye. The pain that you go through just to hear stuff from people that comes out of their mouth. That's obviously painful for him to gather but either way it's just another way for us to say this is the candidate that some years ago we chose and then he tried to get into a re-election campaign got caught with wire fraud charges now we're stuck with heron gaston julie mar ortiz is on the working families party she will have a say in what goes on so it could be independent, it could be democratic, who knows. But she's going to be on the ballot, Heron Gaston will. And again, I'm sorry if I don't know who the Republican nominee is, that person is on the ballot too. So it's going to be a fun election day. Fun. How do I describe fun? Plain old fun. <laughs> Speaking about Jessica Martinez Munoz, she has been confined to house arrest. I'll have that after this.
Great song by Randy Crawford and the Crusaders, Street Life. Boy, 1979, disco was dying. That song came out, and man, it put a lot of energy in the late 1979. Speaking about energy, there was a lot of energy coming out of the courtroom where Jessica Martinez Munoz found out her fate. It was alleged and proven that she was taking cocaine. Now, that in itself is a crime. It's also a violation of her terms on the bail that she had received, quarter of a million dollars. So, what happens when you go in front of a federal magistrate and he or she finds out that you have been either smoking or snorting cocaine, what is a judge supposed to do? Simple. Very, very simple. She could say, Ms. Martinez Munoz, you're going back to jail, or I will tell you that you are confined to your house for only essential needs, medicine, treatment, doctor's appointments, need to get some food, all that. Judge gave her the latter. And I think she was kind to her about that because in any other circumstances, she would be in jail. Her bail would be revoked. She got lucky. And the reason why she got lucky is she is because she found or not found, got a judge that was sympathetic to her. She didn't have to be. She did not have to be 
sympathetic to her. She could have said, you did wrong. You're going back to jail. Bail revoked. Bye-bye. See you at trial. But the judge was sympathetic to her. Very sympathetic to her. And I give her a lot of credit. Give him or her. I do not know the judge's name. I'm sorry. I should have. I'm, did not know the Republican candidate for the seat Dennis Bradley has. Now I don't know who the judge is. Eh, that's okay. But either way, the judge was sympathetic to her. And she admits she has a problem. She has a cocaine problem. I'm not saying it's an addiction. It's an addiction. I'm not. I'm not going to, you know, put her under that uh, uh, circumstance. But she has a problem. So instead of saying, look, we'll throw you in jail. We're not going to give you a mulligan, so to speak. We want you to get your problem corrected. And I give the judge credit. The judge did do that. And I'm pleased about that because this is the last thing a judge needs to find out that the person who was given bail violated terms of her bail conditions and we have to throw her in jail. And some judges would do that. But not this judge. This judge said, we're going to put you in your house. Can't leave 24-7 unless you have treatment. You get medications. You need to get food. You need to get any other essential things. But you can't leave the house. Okay, house arrest beats jail, I assume. I assume that's what they're thinking. I assume they're saying to Jessica Martinez Munoz, and by the way, she has a man in her life. Her man could just tell her, look, you need to stop this. Go for treatment. Go get help. Don't do this to yourself. Please. I hope he does say that. I don't know if he did. I don't know if he, if he didn't. But if she has, I'm not going to say it's an addiction because I don't know her well enough. I will say this. If she has a problem, she needs to address it. Post taste needs to address it. And if she can't address it, then if there's going to be another little incident like this, they will send her to jail. They will. And there's no if and ands and buts about it. So for people who think that Jessica Martinez Munoz, who is being charged with wire fraud along with Dennis Bradley, the state senator. Long story, you know it if you haven't read it. If you've been in a mountain somewhere climbing and you're wireless, Wi-Fi and phones aren't working. 
I'm not going to tell you the whole story. Look it up. But if she does it again, she's pretty much done. She's pretty much done as far as being out a citizen. She's out on bail. She really needs to conquer this. And I mean by conquer, I mean just, you know, getting herself well enough to be a defendant. Defend herself against all these allegations that she and Dennis Bradley have against one another. So, I hope she gets the help that she needs. She needs it. She needs to know that this is a problem that she could conquer. And again, I'll say it again. She's got a man in her life. Maybe she could get help from him. Maybe he could pride her along and say, look, this is not going to be easy. You're not going to be alone in this. Now, a lot of people are going to say, Carlos, what are you talking about? You know, she she should have been thrown in jail, thrown away the key. But I said earlier, the judge was sympathetic to her. The judge, you know, realized, hey, what's the use of putting her in jail? Why should we put her in jail? If she has a problem, she has to face it. Head on. Not backwards thinking so forth she needs to face this head on and hopefully she will face this head on because i have not been in a position where i have an addiction i've not had a problem with any type of drug or alcohol but i've known a few people that have and this is not easy did I think the judge did the right thing? I think according to her, she did do the right thing. I think she said that because it's a problem she's having. She's not going out there. She's not committing crimes. Actually, it is a crime to be using cocaine, by the way. But she's not out there destroying other people. Destroying is a tough word, but I'll put it into a context of who else is she doing this to? She's doing it to herself. And she admits she has a problem, as I've said earlier. So what the judge is thinking is we need to nurture her and get her to a point where she can say, I'm okay. That's all. I'm okay. You know, so let's hope that it's um, not a temporary thing, but it's a problem that she can handle, take care of, and defend herself against the charges against her. Because the charges against her are very, very serious. And that's what she needs to focus on as of right now. Right now. Face it. Look it in the eye. Look yourself in the mirror and say, 
what in the hell am I doing? That's all you got to do, Jessica Martinez Munoz. Look in the mirror and say, what in the heck am I doing? What am I doing? Then you'll find out that answer. Maybe a moment of clarity. Maybe a moment where somebody told you, you need to stop. But you'll find that and you'll be okay. You know, I know one thing about politicians. They love to go to war with people and go to war with people for absolutely zero reason. Anita Martinez's feud with Maria Pereira. Why? I'll talk about that after this. Who's gonna 
the cars drive nice song better yet great song now politicians have feuds that linger on they feud it could be about policy it could be about you know anything the way you dress the way you wear your hair why your shoes look like that why uh, you didn't vote on this bill why didn't you support this bill and so forth but the anita martinez maria Pereira feud it's straight out of the hatfields and the mccoys it really is it is probably one of the dumbest feuds i ever seen if you look at their social media pages it's like you know you know the dog wagging its tail and how hard can you hit me with that tail that your dog has that's how it is it is the silliest thing i've ever seen on planet earth we've seen some of the things that have been said by anita martinez you gotta say to yourself hey woman you're not you're not even in public office anymore you're going around saying things that she smokes crack she's doing this doing that mainly you're you're calling her a crackhead and supporting ernie the hat newton which is fine but you know you're going around name calling and quite honestly is just not beneath anybody i mean anybody to say things like that it just goes to show that if you really want to get into the heart and the fabric of politicians it's pretty much hey let's get into a feud let's do that let's feud with anybody now it all started about last year re-election and so forth for the city council seats and maria Pereira was gonna win her um, election and Anita Martinez was on the verge of losing and she eventually lost. Now it continues on and we know and see if you go on, if you're a friend of Anita Martinez on your social media page and you have her on there and she's saying the stuff that she would say to her, ask yourself this question, what's going on here? What is this all about? Seriously, are you running for office or not again? I mean, it doesn't take much. I could run for office. It, it really isn't funny anymore. You know, who does this stuff? Who, who, who really does this stuff? Who takes the time to say, hey, you know, Political feuds are like wrestling feuds. You can pick the person you want to feud with and say, hey, let's go at it. But this is a serious feud. They've been going at it, you know, I don't know how Maria Pereira is handling it. She's doing the best she can. I know that she's not going to back down from anybody. But I also know that it may have worked to her against her one time. Recently, she had to 
um, be stripped by the city council over committee assignments because she referred to Ernie Newton as a felon, convicted felon. I don't know what kind of felon he could be. He has been arrested. He went to jail. He is an ex-felon. Maybe that had a lot to do with it. You know, having support for Ernie the Hat really um, does tend to help people. But I also know this. There needs to come a point in time when people have to say to themselves, why am I really feuding with this person? Why am I feuding with Maria Pereira? Now, I'm just an outsider looking in. I'm just wondering. I'm just saying, what in the world am I feuding with Maria Pereira for? What reason? If I'm Anita Martinez and I'm asking that question to myself, she has made several allegations several allegations that I've talked about and those have come up to be untrue. I haven't seen anybody say anything otherwise, but I do know this. She does want Anita Martinez, that is, to get back in the game, get back to the city council seat that she had, that she lost to Wanda Simmons. Because again, as I said with Dennis Bradley, if you're an incumbent and you have something hanging over your head, like a charge, which you're going to face trial, you may face jail time, you're not going to get reelected. And people don't forget that stuff. People do not forget that you committed a crime. It's the same way people have not forgotten about Ernie Newton going to jail. Even though Ernie Newton, to his credit, the hat has come back and become a very, very influential voice, voice in Bridgeport. He has been that. I give him credit for that. But also, you have to have the wherewithal, so to speak, to say, okay, if I'm going to get back into the game of politics in Bridgeport, maybe I'm going to feud with somebody. That doesn't usually work out well. People in the district that you're living always see that and say, ah, that won't work. That never works. So... In the feud of Adita Martinez and Maria Pereira, I judge it to be, how would I say it, much to do about nothing, but they're making something about it. It really is one of the silliest little feuds that go on in Bridgeport politics. Season 4, Episode 1 of the Bridgeport Home Podcast is in the books. 
We'll see you next time. to kick you around and you find yourself flat on the ground but it's a sure one to find there'll be someone to jive you and try to keep bringing you down now for a while you might take that abuse and convince yourself to stay loose but then one day he'll throw you away and say you're good for nobody's use but then I'll come your way turn your blackest night into day when you're needing it bad, cause a lot times you're bad, I'm gonna look at you and I'm gonna say, Who loves you, baby? By now you ought to know. Well, I can't always let it show. By now you really ought to know. This is one thing I don't wanna blow. Baby, baby. Won't you tell me? Tell me what I want to know. Baby, baby, won't you tell me? Tell me what I want to know. If you wake up one day feeling ugly, thinking you're 10 or 12 pounds overweight, but just know I don't care if there's gray in your hair. If there's hair at all, I think that's just great. Now this carnival life that we're riding Gives no other room to start hiding So I don't want to hear that you've turned a deaf ear To my words and started backsliding Cause then I'll come your way Turn your blackest night into day When you're needing it bad Cause of rough times you've had I'm gonna look you straight in the eye, baby And I'm gonna say Who loves you, baby? By now you ought to know this is one thing I don't want to blow Baby, baby, won't you tell me Tell me what I want to know Baby, baby, won't you tell me Tell me what I want to know Baby, baby, won't you tell me Who loves you, baby, tell me what I want to know